Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Hi. Here we are. I know. Here we are. You know, by the way, I was going to tell you this. Off, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll stop there. It was a boo hacker <laughs> comment. Well, look, I'll just tell you now. I don't care if Boo Hecker hears this. He won't. Yeah. Is I was listening to, you know, everyone, you know, it's also a good time to plug our show. We have uh, the show Shady Pines, where Mike Lawson, Joey Boo Hecker, and myself were recapping uh, Golden Girls uh, season one for his quarantine limited series, QLR. No, QLS. And uh, I was listening to it right now as I was eating breakfast. Oh. And. Boo Hecker, <clears throat> episode three, where it's uh, the episode. I got to learn to put the episode titles in there. Titled Rose the Slut. No, no, Rose the Slut, Rose the Prude, right? Yeah. And um, Boo, I'm asking Boo Hecker's general opinion. He says, um, well, you know, it's fine. It's it's not one you see in syndication lots. I don't think it's very popular. And I was thinking, like, does he think that there's like first of all, how would he know how often it's in the set in the cycle for syndication? Like is he monitoring all of the uh the 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 USA network? I don't know who used to remember there used to be someone who showed it like that, right? And is he is he monitoring it? But two, but like that's not how it works. They don't go like, oh, these are the popular they just sell packages, you know, like here's season one, here's season, yeah. you know, like <laughs> I was like he Blue speaks Hecker. with such authority, though, yeah. that we didn't question it in the moment. Yeah. That's what it is. He's an interesting man. I'm enjoying my time catching up with him. Yeah. Even around these Golden Girls episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how have you been, Mike Lawson? Uh, it's I see that you, uh, for anyone who not follow, doesn't follow Mike Lawson on uh, social media, A, we've seen that... Uh, uh, you've you you've been trying to do a handstand. It seems like you've accomplished it, right? Yeah, I mean, I could pretty much do a handstand with a wall assist. So what I need to do now, like I can get up using the wall, I kick away from the wall, and I can do a handstand. Oh, okay. But now I need to work on kind of like getting it up without <clears throat> using the wall or like keeping it up long enough. You know? Oh, yeah. But you know, everyone, if you guys skipped over this uh, bonus audio Mike and I did called uh, Let's See If Boo Hecker's Audio Works. If you skipped over that, you had to go back and listen because it's basically like uh, an impromptu catching up episode. And one of the things that we, not only have we learned on that episode, but then on Throwing Down, Adam Burns brought it up. Uh, people have been still texting me. Uh, well, not anymore. That the the the, the mystery of Lawson's uh, schwanz and whether they can see it. And and you changed. You started wearing jeans now, right, Lawson? 
Well, now I'm all self-conscious about it and thinking mm-hmm. about what I'm wearing beforehand. So thanks for that, Joey. Well, I, didn't, I was just telling you uh, what people were messaging me. And also, I without my prompting, Adam Burns brought it up on Throwing Down. So you would have heard it there anyway. You think I listened to Throwing Down? <laughs> I don't know what you listen to. <laughs> so anyway, so you... you, you I do. Started, I do listen to Throwing Down. That was just a joke. You started getting better at uh, this handstand, but... Uh, uh, what what else is going on in your world? Not too much. I mean, work is kind of keeping me a little bit busy. Mm-hmm. We're just like refunding a bunch of shit, and like I don't know. Everyone's mad. Every they, it's just awful. <laughs> I just hate my job. Mm-hmm. I hate the state of the world. I'm yeah. just in a like dark kind of place. Um, don't you and think? Kinda... Here's my question. Yeah. And this shows you what first world problems are. Is I mean, the world is the entire... Think about this. When in our lives has the entire world been under attack like this? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, in li- even in recent history, you know? Because even when you say World Wars 1 and 2, not the entire world. This is one where the entire, uni- the entire, the entire world is under attack. Yeah. And, you know, San Francisco has it... Not as bad as other places, but pretty bad, you know? And um, don't you think that your tickets to Hamilton are the least of your worries? It's weird. I don't want to get... I I hate getting too much into, like, workship, but, Mm -hmm. like, I would say 90% of people are like, hey, I have this question. Like, I could really use that money back. I understand, like, this wasn't planned and you guys have a lot going on. Yeah, okay. Please get... You know, I'm just putting my hand up so that I'm in the queue to get a response when you can get to me. Mm -hmm. Most people are very, like, nice and understanding, and they get that the world is shut down, and we didn't plan for it. And then Uh other people, we got a Better Business Bureau complaint. Somebody's filed a complaint because they haven't received a refund yet for their tickets for May. They're pissed that they didn't get the... Yeah. And so, like, there's just a lot that kind of has to happen, and... I feel like our, I don't want to talk shit, but like the business I work for has fumbled some things mm-hmm. and we're pay- like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But also there's no like global pandemic playbook that was pre-written that we're kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're just kind of rolling with the punches and um, I don't know. It's just really weird and it makes me hate people more than I did before. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because so that's uh, where I'm at. You know, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy was supposed to come out here, and I bought tickets that weren't in the in the grand scheme of theater tickets expensive. They're probably like mid price, right? They were. Yeah. Like, I don't mind saying they were like ninety dollars a ticket. Okay. Okay. And um, but for this drag show that was going to be at this theater, you and I talked about this, and I, I fully anticipate that that show will be canceled. Uh, you explained very astutely. On uh, on that impromptu show that it, you think it's the the what could be happening is that the theater and the performer are, are trying to see who basically they're having a staring contest and who quits first. Yeah, chicken. Yeah, and um, but like okay, I'll get I'll get the hundred eighty hundred eighty bucks when I get the hundred eighty bucks. You know, like yeah, I I mean we we have emails from some folks that are like, hey, you know, I'm was laid off, and so like I need that money yeah. so I can continue to like pay for things and Mm -hmm. that sucks i i mean i get it life is hard right now it is no it's very very difficult and uh uh 
you know, it's 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 hard for me not to take it personally. I have to like literally like think about it. And then I see, and it's not even a lot, by the way. It's not even a lot. It's like when I already see someone like lower their tier, I'm all like, did I do something wrong? What did I do? And I go, no, people <laughs> like the thing with afterthought too. We talked about this. Like, yeah, I feel like you're filling a void for some people, but other people no longer have you know, yeah. those hour commutes and stuff. So yeah. maybe some people are like, oh, I don't need this that much content anymore. Yeah. I'll come back when I, I... I could see that. I would be like that. I, I generally listen to podcasts while I'm driving. And um, and actually, and you know, it's just... It also, people, the choices people make are different from everybody. Like, John Paul and I yeah. both subscribed to this uh, Criterion channel. It's an app on Apple TV, and they just have fantastic movies. I love it, right? And I was talking... John Paul was like, oh, I love it. And we would swap movies that we were watching all the time and i was talking to john paul yesterday and he was like i'm canceling criterion channel um so what's so funny i don't know it's just the story it was <laughs> well it's just because like what i was trying to say is like he's like i don't watch it that much well you know well i don't, I don't I, probably i don't want to say anyone's business on the air yeah. i mean it's off the air so uh <laughs> but um but yeah, you know, and he he decided to cut the Criterion channel. But to me, that would be I would that would be the last thing I cut. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would yeah, rather cut a, a a Patreon like like Afterthought Media. Um, don't do that uh, because I yeah I listen when I'm driving. I'm not driving that much. I will say I'm saving a ton on gas. Yeah, I'm saving money on a lot of social stuff. All I pay for is really food. Yeah. And that's it. I'm not even paying for Hulu because you gave me your Hulu. Thank you. I've been you know, watching like, yeah. a lot of Hulu. Yeah. Um, catching up on some like shake of uh, reality shows that I like. I don't. I, I like them, but I don't need them. Yeah, that yeah. Makes, it's kind of like a. I don't know, I can't like a bad food choice. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love a Snickers bar, but I never mm-hmm. need a Snickers bar. You know. I know, I know, I know you don't agree with me on that, but I, I know what you mean in that that especially when I've had a hard day. Yeah, Doctor Pimple Popper is always yeah. there for me to. Uh, I just, it's just, it's almost it's like it 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 hits so many buttons for me. Yeah. It has like the the stupidness of a reality show. Um, there's it's brainless, but then also you it know has how like how it's gonna end. Yeah, you know how it's going to end. But then it has the jump scares of, like, a gory horror movie. When you see, like, her squeeze a pimple and, like, this gross... I mean, it is fucking disgusting. Like, I'm like, Ugh! You know, like... I d- I've told you multiple times I don't even like talking about it. That's why I bring it up. You should have never told me that. Um, I watch Vanderpump Rules. Do you know this Vanderpump show? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's these stupid kids that work in a restaurant. Basically... Instead of working in a restaurant with all the drama, I watch a television show where I just watch people and all their drama. Now, here's like my a question. four-episode uh, arc about somebody who thought that they weren't invited to a party, but it turns out they were. And that's the fight. It's like, we did invite you. No, you didn't. I have text messages. Those I didn't understand. Like it's the stupidest fights. Yeah, yeah. And I'll sit and watch. So here's my question. And and, and if anybody in the chat room, I, I don't know why they would, but if anybody listening knows the answer, even though I live in Los Angeles, um, I know where the the restaurant is called Pump. Right, it's on Santa Monica Bull. It's right. It's literally yeah. next door to the Abbey. Okay. Yeah. And um, 
it's a working restaurant. In fact, I don't watch this show, but every time I'm with people who do like, was it, was I with Carlo or with Aiden or somebody? And the husband walked across the street in front of us and he, the person was so excited, you know? Yeah. But is it one of these? I mean, it's obviously, if this is the case, such brilliant marketing for this restaurant. But is it one of these things where like you can go to the restaurant, interact with the people on the show? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They, when they're filming, they act like they're all full-time waiters and waitresses. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when they're not filming, that's not the case. Like, they don't really have that same schedule. So they kind of put them in, right? But I feel like they, they, a few of them do actually, like, serve regularly. Uh Um, There's also, there used to be one guy who did, like, a Tuesday night dj thing Mm -hmm. and it would be packed because people knew Mm -hmm. oh every tuesday night we'll we'll at least get to see james kennedy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he'll at least be there Mm -hmm. um so it would just be filled with people with their phones looking at james kennedy instead of it, it it is kind of pretty smart marketing so she has pump she has sir and then they just opened another restaurant called tom tom not too far from there it's like we, a restaurant bar. I remember when uh, Gawker was a thing. Uh, yeah. There's this writer. What's her name? She writes for somebody else now, someone, some other cool website. Um, I can't remember her name. But she did a, an article. It's very clever. Where she went to, in one day, they basically bar hopped all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Sure. So they had you know They're- brunch at one place, and then they went to another place for drinks, and then they had dinner at another place. Um, but here's They're like my- all on the same block, so it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. So here's my next question. It wouldn't it be really awkward if like <clears throat> I'm the server and I'm on the show, right? And I go by go, "Hi, yeah. welcome to to Pump. Uh my name's Colby." And I'll be, "Oh my god, you're the one." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, she's here today. Oh yeah, a lot of drama." But blah, blah, blah. then you're like, "Okay, so what are you having?" And then you have to bring them their like nachos and stuff like that. Don't you think that's really weird? <laughs> it is. I also feel like uh, so on the show, when they show them serving tables a little bit, mm-hmm. and I feel like they certainly prep the people at the tables, like, because it's never that way on camera. It's always like, hi, I'm here to serve you. My name's Sheena. If you need anything, let me know. And then she just, you know what I mean? It's like so normal. They never kind of recognize that there's cameras looking at you know them what? or that. You know what? I like your thinking here. I know what you're, I know exactly what happened then. Probably when they're filming, like let's say they're because they don't film the whole year, right? Yeah. So let's say right. from like April through through May they're filming, and there's probably certain designated times that it's because imagine the entire show doesn't take place in the restaurant, does it? I mean, there's also no, fall, no, 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 yeah. no, yeah. There's probably certain designated days or whatever where basically the restaurant's closed, and then because yeah. this is what they did with Hell's Kitchen. So Hell's Kitchen, they had real diners, but you had to like either sign up or they were like extras, right? And yeah. um, and they and they, they 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 could do whatever they wanted, but they just had certain rules, like you know, don't freak out about you know Gordon Ramsay. You're just there to eat dinner, you know. Yeah. And so maybe it's that's what they do is then they basically yeah. cast the restaurant to be essentially totally. glorified extras, and then they're really they, eating. But yeah, that sounds right. They also do a lot of kind of drama conversations before the restaurants open Mm -hmm. so like somebody's sitting there kind of like rolling silverware and Mm -hmm. someone else comes up and like did you hear what katie said about Mm -hmm. so-and-so's dress 
that kind of shit. I love that we it's spent really so, stupid. We spent so much time talking about a show that I've never seen and that no one yeah. cares about. Well, I mean, people know it's a very popular show, so people obviously very much care about it. But I'm just saying, like, they want to hear about us. So Lawson, besides, but but this is the new reality. This is the new normal because a lot of my stories have to do with like dumb stories. Of my mom, and then also, um, uh, and dad, but also just like like for instance, yesterday, I pretty much spent the entire day. Making bread. Okay, oh, that's nice. Oh yeah. Do you have a bread maker? Or do you bake? No, it no, in no, the no. Oven? I, I'm doing it like real style. In fact, I want to graduate because I have a bunch of bread books that I never got to use. So the one I cooked out of, baked out of yesterday was, wouldn't say it wasn't a beginner, but it was like not hard. Simple. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's relatively simple, right? Um. But I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to the story for a second. But I have one that's considered pretty hard. Uh. And I that one, he doesn't want you using a mixer at all. He wants everything for you to do by hand. You mix the flour, everything. He wants you to feel the dough. Like, it's like you have to, like, feel the dough. And, like, your hand, it's like you actually made this. Um, cool. This one, the one I was using yesterday for, like, basic sandwich bread, uh, use a mixer. But anyway, so I'm reading that book yesterday. I'm just reading it. And there's a chapter coming. like, what else am I going to make since I have all the time in the world and I love baking? And that seems practical. You know, bread's practical. Everybody can eat. It's not like, like, you know, I make a birthday cake and people are like, oh, that's nice. And they went to eat a birthday cake, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, like, what, I, I could make hostess cupcakes, but there's only three of us. We can't take them to people. And then I have 30 hostess cupcakes, you know? Yeah. So, um, but bread we can use. And so I'm looking, and then there's a chapter on sourdough. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of interested in this. And it's so funny because she opens a chapter talking about how, uh, basically her process. And she's like, in real life, I just buy a sourdough starter. Like You can buy them, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you can just buy them. And then she just mix it with the dough and the bread. And she just makes, she goes, to be honest with you, it's usually better. Uh, and it's not as much work, and I don't have to sweat a starter. But I just, I, so she's talking. She's like, I didn't want to put this in the book, but then my publisher and even my dad were like, you have to do, what if there are people who want to do it? And so she's almost like, she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Uh, and she even talked about how she did it, and she fell in love with it. But she's like, but I'm going to tell you right now, to, when you make your own sourdough starter, I mean, unless you have nowhere to go and no job for the first, because you have to babysit this thing for like a week. <laughs> Yeah. So unless you can do that, I mean, I wouldn't advise. I'm like, well, I can. I can. I'm not going anywhere. So I think I'm going to make a sourdough starter. I might even start it okay. today. Cool. Um, I I think that that's great. I wish that I had more kind of kitchen space to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I didn't have to like encounter other people because I feel like I would really enjoy baking bread. Yeah, I will say it is very um, rewarding. It is a rewarding. Uh, like I said, because it is something very practical, but yet you can be proud that you made it. Uh, when I lived with Daniel many years ago, he had a sourdough starter and he mm-hmm. put it in the fridge and yeah. we would take out like he would just cut out a piece for dinner, put it on the counter and then bake it for, with dinner every mm-hmm. night. Oh, like we really? We did that pretty regularly. Yeah. So and we was just it always good? had fresh bread. Yeah. So good. Really good. I'm going to do it. But did he make his own starter, or did he just buy it? I don't remember. I wasn't that involved in it. But mm-hmm. it, if it, you're saying it's a really complex 
involved thing, then I don't remember that. So I feel like maybe he just bought it. I read, well, I read through the process. It's not complex. And she says, after the first <laughs> Vanderpump rules and bread, it, she says, after the first week or two, it's really just babysitting it once a week. She says, yeah. it's very easy after that first week, but it's just, it's that first week you can do a lot of babysitting. And, um, and it's really, it's almost like having a plant. Essentially, and it's essentially what you, you mix flour and water, and you let it ferment, and do blah 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 blah, and um, so I think blah, I might start blah, it today. Blah. It's gonna be my, it's gonna be, cool. it's gonna be my, uh, my, my. Oh, but you know what? It's so funny. This is the new reality we live in. I need some very minor ingredients. You don't want to like, go get them. Yeah, basic, basic. Like I need uh, organic rye flour. And I think I need a, a sp- not a special jar, but a size a size of jar that I don't have. And I'm like, that's not worth making a special trip for. Yeah. You know? So I might have to. Do wait. you need that to start? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the flour specifically, the container I can improvise, but the she, she the re, the re, and the reason it has to be organic rye flour is you need these certain uh, bacteria in the flour and organisms that don't exist in like regular flour. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, so any any stories whatsoever? I mean, I can you know me. The other day, let me tell you this. In fact, I'm doing it right now. On Tuesday, I was just playing Animal Crossing. Okay, I can't stop with the Animal Crossing. And it, I, I turned and I looked, uh, and it was 7 p.m. Right, and I go, ugh, I have to record Rulaska Thoughts, which is a, a long show. And then I have to do this job with Tance, which is a 20-minute show. And the, my, my, when I play Animal Crossing, in the chair that I'm in, it's like my television that I play it on is like seven feet away from me to my left. And I'm okay. in a desk chair plane. And so I literally just swiveled 90 degrees, turned on my mic, and I was like, ugh, I gotta do this. Mike Lawson, I just started talking, and I did a 29-minute show. Then I just immediately split the track and then went into this Joe Batanz. That's 20 one minute show. And at the end of it, I go, what the fuck is my problem that I can just like turn on like, and I don't, and this is not a, I like really am that this is a problem where I'm like, granted it's a problem that makes me money, but it's a problem where I'm like, I could just talk for 50 minutes straight and didn't know what I was going to talk about. I don't think, why do you think that it's a problem? Because, it, look, if it was a skill that I only used on the podcast, you know, it's a benefit, it's a problem, right? But you know and I know that if I call you, you're just going to go, I uh, had a cheese sandwich today. Oh, my God, let me tell you, my mom, she did this with a cheese sandwich and blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, you can, you could eat a meal. You could be like, I'm going to eat my cheese sandwich while he's talking because I know he's not going to finish talking uh, while I eat the sandwich. You think that it's that bad? I don't. Mm. I th- I feel like I actually feel like you're really good at kind of like asking questions and not having our conversations be one sided. If oh. we, if you did, we wouldn't have talked for 20 minutes about Vanderpump Rules this morning. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like you, you do have a lot to say, but I feel like you aren't the type of person that just kind of overpowers and says what you need to say, regardless of what the other person wants to say. You, you do listen. I wouldn't worry too much about it. What? That's all I'm saying. Just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, what's been going on with you? Have you had any uh, online dates or anything? 
No, I did. Um, I think we talked since I hung out, FaceTimed with the therapist. We've yeah. hung out a couple of times. Um, I got him that sweater with the note. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And he he received the sweater. He liked it. That was fine. I don't know. It's kind of just a boring. But I have a question. I bought a new pair of glasses. I have a question. Yeah. Do you have this fear, or maybe you don't, maybe you want this, that, and I, look, I'm not saying this to be salacious, I'm, I'm saying this to make a point, which is we know you're not a, a, a whip out your dick and jack off on video guy, okay? Yeah. And so we know that's not happening, right? Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is the danger in that is, are you afraid of um, f- uh, building an emotional relationship with this person? So now it's it's completely based on emotion and not just a hookup. Or is that what you yeah. want it to be? That could be that's what you want it to be, and that's fine. So I f- it's interesting because, like, because of the quarantine stuff, I feel like we are becoming, him and I are becoming kind of really emotionally intertwined. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, text heavy. We talk heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the day-to-day kind of, like, bullshit he is dealing with, like, mm-hmm. his you know, the problem woman at work and you know what I mean? Like I know all of that kind of like Mm -hmm. small day to day stuff that I feel like we are getting really kind of emotionally intertwined, Mm -hmm. but then physically like I'm very attracted to him, but I feel like last time we hung out, we didn't, the last two times we hung out face to face, like in, in actual, the same room, we did not get physical because well the first time it was like we were we've only hung out twice since he had his big dramatic thing at the bar mm-hmm. um and once we were talking about that big dramatic thing at the bar so we didn't get it on and then the second time we just like hung out and watched tv mm-hmm. and like cuddled and kissed and like all of that but it wasn't like sex time mm-hmm. you know yeah and I don't know. And it's not that I don't feel it. It's just like I don't know. I'm. All, mm-hmm. This is weird to say, but maybe TMI. But like, I haven't been like masturbating either, though. I'm just like not interested in being sexual right now. I'm like yeah. kind of preparing for the world to end. Well, I'm not preparing for the world to end. I feel safe in my little bunker. But it's funny that you say that. If I would have, if you would have told me. Two months ago, this was going to happen. I would have told you, oh, I'm going to be masturbating like fucking yeah, nobody's business. Yeah, buy some lube, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. It's it's not not happening, but it's maybe every other day. When before, I was a once a day kind of guy. Maybe twice a day if I was feeling frisky, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't know what that is. But, you know, maybe it's not moving more than 200 steps a day. But, you know, um, but, but my next question to you is, is where do you think it's going? Let's say, for instance, May 1st, poof, uh, Dr. Fauci comes out and says, we don't know what happened. The, van- the virus vanished. You can all go out and breathe on each other, right? Yeah. Are you more inclined now, like, oh, fuck, I'm free, and you're just going to go fuck anything that walks? Or are you more like, I might be kind of feeling this, and let's see where it goes? <sighs> I don't know. I am i haven't given that much thought. Because I, I don't know, I've sort of been just focused on each day, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nobody knows when this is going to end or how it's yeah. going to end. So, like, it's hard to make plans for I know next it's, week, it's, next month. It's really weird. Now I want everyone to know. I recognize 
even like my friend Mike Lawson, you know, people um, have different circumstances than I do. But it's one of these things where I'm very lucky in that the loneliness I don't have because I have this wonderful uh, outlet called Afterthought Media and all the wonderful people out there, those um, wonderful faces in the dark or whatever. Uh, and, um, and then financially I'm fine because I don't have a lot of expenses and my finances haven't changed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I feel relatively safe in the area that I am. It hasn't been stricken really that bad by the virus and I'm not really leaving the house. Like it's, in, in other words, it's just my life. And I mean, I miss seeing people and doing all that, but like. It's it's weird. I'm like it's very easy for me, but I think about like what about people who uh, maybe you can talk about this aren't in that same circumstance. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I so today was the first payday of my pay cut. Mm-hmm. I, did we talk on here how my pay was cut? I don't. I remember. don't remember. So I'm getting two thirds of my salary now. So mm-hmm. this was my first paycheck. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Because as we were saying before, like I've also cut a ton of like I don't commute on the train anymore. So that's a substantial, you know, uh, savings. I'm not going out and socializing and buying drinks and doing, you know, lunches and stuff out. I'm Mm -hmm. doing everything in. So I'm saving a ton of money there, too. Mm -hmm. But I don't people who have like lost their job completely. That's a whole nother story. I know. Like they're. And also, like, you have to be worried because that's your health insurance, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It, I that, is not, that has not been lost on me. And I really wonder how we're going to get out of this. But you know what? I, I'm actually going to – I took us there, and I, I, I want these yeah. shows to be light, not like, oh, my God, how's it going to live? So okay. the other day, uh, you know, I, I think I talked. I don't know if I talked about this on this show. No, you know, I didn't talk about it on Throwing Down. So let me talk about it here. I'll tell this story, even though you've heard this story, Lawson, because I, I told this story on that episode we did. But last Sunday, my mom, you know, we were all getting kind of restless, and my mom missed the, my nieces, and my parents did. And so we took a drive to my brother's house and did a social distancing visit. Now, I was like a regular human being, and I was like, uh, well, why don't, I'm just going to get out of the car and stay six feet away from them, right? Yeah. My parents refused to leave the car, and uh-huh. that's okay, whatever. But then on my brother's street, like, imagine my brother's house on one side of the street, they parked on the complete opposite side of the street and would shout at them uh, to, like, like, how are you doing? What's going on? You know? And I was just like, just get out of the car like a normal person. Stay six feet away. And they wouldn't. They refused. Yeah. Or get on the phone. Or drive, drive to the side of the street. Yeah. Even that would have been like, because my brother's house is fairly close to the edge of the street. So, like, more than six feet, though, like 10 feet, you know? So they could have had a normal voice conversation from their side of the. Anyway. One of the things that happened, though, my brother had found an old iPhone 7 Plus that he had just lying around. And um, he just had to give it to my mom. My mom being the last of the iPhone, not having an iPhone holders. There was a whole process with this phone. First of all, my brother, my brother and I are much more casual about like just wash your hands. But my sister in law and my mom they're like, my brother had to wash his hands. Then they sterilize a Ziploc bag, 
sterilized the phone, put the phone in the Ziploc bag. Then my dad, my brother wore gloves. My brother and I were laughing about this when this was going on. And then my brother walked it to, like, I walked away and he put it in a central spot. Then he walked away. Then I walked up to the phone. I grabbed the phone. I didn't have gloves, right? Yeah. Uh, but my mom had to put hand sanitizer in my hands as soon as I put it in the trunk of the car. In the trunk. <laughs> and then she put hand sanitizer in my hand. Then when we got to the house, my dad had to put on gloves, get the phone, and then it sat in a remote part of the garage for, let me see, that was Sunday. My mom didn't, Wednesdays when she actually um, wow. did the phone. And so um, so we finally do it. And it doesn't work. No, it works. Everything works. But my <laughs> my daddy and so my the, my parents handle things differently as everybody does. But they, they have clearly higher levels of anxiety, and how it manifests is different. So my mom, because people have said like, "Joe, you love to cook. This must be great for you." And I'm like, I would love to cook more, but my mom has become so much more control freak that for some reason, she probably thinks I don't wash my hands, which I'm. It, this is how my what dichotomy my parents have is even before this, they used to call me um, Howie Mandel. This is how my parents' logic is because I washed my hands so much that I must have had OCD. Because even yeah. before that, I was a big hand washer. And but now I think my mom is like he washes his hands too much. I don't think he washes his hands when he cooks the food. So I don't. I think that's the line. That's my thought, right? So I don't. I'm not allowed to cook. Maybe like one meal a week. Maybe if she's tired. So she. That's how she manifests it, right? Yeah. My dad is he. He's he's already been a person that obsesses on little things anyway. Right. But. It's, I think his anxiety is like, he is like, well, there's also my grandma's not doing very well too. So he's anxious about that. And then this, and there's a lot going on. Right. And, can, and he's not going to visit grandma, right? We, the most we do is we bring them food, like little red riding hood, but there's like this whole like, um, process where like, I have to hand the food over a gate to them. Yesterday I took them food. That's when I got to listen on to Adam Burns on Outcast, by the way. Fantastic. And really um, good. I haven't finished it yet, but the whole time I'm like, what? <laughs> That's me. Every five minutes I was like, what? Anyway, um, so I, yesterday my uncle was there, uh, the father of Roxanne and Stephanie, who listened to the shows, by the way. And I wanted to sit and chat. I felt rude, but I was like, I got to drop this food off and get out of here because I've been given strict orders not to breathe, you know? So, yeah. and most not to get them sick, not, you know, like, what if we have it? Because then that's like a death sentence, you know? Right. So, anyway, so, um, he obsesses on little things. So, even before the phone, my dad was like, for Monday and Tuesday, was like, obsessively getting all, which, okay, fair, that's a fun thing to do, obsessively getting her information ready. So, like, that the address book would be... Because she has an iPad. So, he's putting all her addresses under the iPad. And, and he's asking me, like, now, now, can we share a calendar? And can we share uh, 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 photos and stuff like that? And I'm like, yes, you can do all that, right? He's like, okay. And I didn't, right? Monday and Tuesday. So, Wednesday, I set it up. And I'm like, here's your iPhone, you know? Uh, in that morning, I'd gotten a bunch of phone calls. So, it's time to return those. I set up her iPhone, make those phone calls. He comes... First, he comes running into the room. 
Dolly, Dolly. Uh, what was the first question about? The first question was some weird question about like calendars. Who cares, right? Then I'm, I have another phone call, and I get this phone call. They're outside. Dolly, Dolly, it's an emergency. Come down here. It's an emergency. I'm like, uh, now, by the way, I'm so used to my parents' emergencies. Right. That I'm like, all right. So I switch over. I go, like, I got to go. Let me just finish this story. <laughs> and whatever story I was telling, I finished it. And I go, oh, we'll talk later. Yeah. I go, Mike Lawson. I go, what's the emergency? Uh, you said that our calendar could be shared, and that's just not sharing the calendar. And I go, first of all, that's not an emergency. Yeah. Second, where are you guys going? Right? Yeah. Third. That your calendar needs to sync. Yeah. Third, Mike Lawson, 99.9% of the time, they do everything together. The one thing they don't do together is they each have their own little church group, which is not happening right now because of this. But I set it up. I set up his syncing. And, and then after that, it was the photos weren't syncing. And that was an obsession. I mean, obsession. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Sometimes I wish that I was quarantined with people. Mm-hmm. And then I hear your stories. Yeah. And I'm happy I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. And you're like, and then like, it was an emergency. But the the photos was yesterday, that uh, that the she wasn't getting the photos, and she wasn't getting the photos. What about the photos? The only reason, by the way, neither one of them paid for either iPhone. Okay. Okay. Well, the whole the reason I got this iPhone was I thought we'd be able to share photos. And I was like, what? Was like, oh, what do you mean share photos? Like, what's the? Did you, want, you figure it out? That I guess is the yeah. I question. figured it out. Okay. Uh, so, sounds exhausting. It is to it be is. honest, and, and that's why I have to go play Animal Crossing and go like, oh my god, I need to, I need to fish, <laughs> I need to pull weeds. <laughs> I don't me. even really know what Animal Crossing is, and I don't want to know. Mm, I'm gonna have like a forty-five minute uh, discussion about Animal Crossing. Okay, I'll totally listen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else is going on with you? That's pretty much it. Um... I didn't put anything on Trello this week. You and I are going to do some What's Someone Call Live stuff after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned to your Afterthought Media feed for. Oh, yeah. Some we should tell that. him. You know, Mike Lawson has uh, granted graciously the rights to uh, <laughs> his award winning podcast, What Some Would Call Lies. Uh, uh-huh. And we're going to release that. We'll talk about the release schedule. So you will get access to the Mike Lawson uh, library of shows. Now, what uh, besides what someone call lies, what other shows did you have? Game Night Guys, uh, you don't have the rights to. So that's that's done. No. Yeah. Um, um, that's it. Wasn't there another one like 15 minute stories or something? Yeah. 12 minute stories. But yeah, yeah. But do you have the one? Okay. Look, listen. And I know you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Do what? you still have the one? I don't care about any of the twelve other 12-minute stories. I think there's even one that I did. I don't care about that one, right? I want the one where this Princess Hana told a story about how she squirted during sex. Um. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> yes! We have to release that one. That, that Even though th- that will just be a one-off special, this Princess Hana. And you know what we'll do? Here's what we'll do. It's a quarantine special. 
And I remember, if I remember correctly, this is worth it. Why don't we do a live listen? So we won't even release it as an episode. We do a live listen, and I'll comment. I, I don't know. I do just, you, do you want to make comment? sure we're not super mean to her? Because, like, I worry that she might be borderline mental. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, like, make fun of that. Well, here's the problem that I, I have a problem with what you said. That she's borderline. I think she's 100% uh, crazy. And uh, that's the only that's the only issue I take. Look, what if what if? Okay, I'll be very careful. And then obviously, look, it's it's a thing that can be edited. So if I go over the line, you can just tell me, and I'll strike it from the record. And maybe that's what I mean. Is like, why don't like? Can we just do it together so that like you don't go like you don't go too far? You know, that's all. Guys, you got to hear this. It might even be like it might be able. I have to listen to it. It might be able to stand on its own. Um, I'll figure out, I have all the episodes, so I'll figure out which one it is and send it your way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and give people the brief rundown of what, what Someone Call Lives was about. It was just short, like, five to ten minute stories that I retold, stories from my life that I retell. Yeah, but you know, but you know what's funny is, and this is weird, this is, this is through the history of Catching Up, so you guys don't know this. And I've never understood this, maybe we'll talk about this when we do the, the intro right now. Mike kept this show a secret from me. I just found out about it. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know these episodes were happening. I didn't like literally like six months ago, I found out there was a show called What Someone Call Ice. Stop it. You're confusing people. And it's a, this is a bit that he does. I, I hope you guys know that. But I didn't know this show existed. But from what I've heard from people, there are stories that I've never heard before. Like, but I just know, like, for instance, and I don't know the whole details. So I'm actually kind of excited to listen because secrets were kept. Is, like, you were somehow part of a murder that you didn't commit. Like, of an actual murder that you didn't commit. Right? That's one of them, yeah. And I feel there are other ones that I've heard about, like, what? I mean, they're, like, stories. So, like, yeah, there's a murder. There's a threesome in a park. There's oh, like big milestones, but those, I mean, I did a hundred something episodes, so I feel like there's like 145 episodes. So that's something else we need to talk about. Why? <laughs> How are you going to release this? And like, are you releasing it one a week for 145 weeks or? Maybe we'll release wanna... one a day while they're in a quarantine. Yeah, we need to talk about all this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do I have any other stories? Um uh, I did, by the way, I caught up with a friend of the show, Jono. Mm-hmm. We spoke uh, again this week. We've the second time in quarantine that we've hung out over FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, um, "Every all of the podcasts I listen to, except for Afterthought Media stuff, releases on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But every day I have tons of stuff from Afterthought Media to listen to. So he like gave you a compliment that... He's happy that he gets that content because all his other kind of like regular uh, listens yeah. tend to release on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. We're trying to pump out more and more content uh, here to make people, you know, have something to do. you to think do. I would have to ask Connolly again to share that story or? No, she made it public. She knows it's out there in the world. Yeah, I'm a librarian is saying that she thinks maybe I should ask unless I was given permission to share it in pe- perpetuity. 
But wait, why? If, if she put it on a she first. Wait, hold on for a second. She recorded the episode of her own volition. She's a former podcaster. She realizes that podcasts last forever. Yeah, she's not a podcaster, but she, she never she, had a show. But she did. Hold on. This is where we get. No, I think this is a Joe Batant's memory thing. You made a joke so often that she had a stupid show called like Sit on My Crucifix. No, I know that's true. But uh, <laughs> so you would make the joke so often that she was a podcaster, but I don't think show. Hold on, let me. Like I never corrected you when you made that joke because it was always a joke, but now it's become fact. No, this happens a lot in Joe Batant's world. Taylor might be working. I'm not sure. Let's see here. You're just calling Taylor right now to clear this up? Yeah, because he would know history here. God, he's going to be so mad. He's going to be so mad. What? Okay. You you know, you can tell when he's in a good mood because he'll go, hello, hello, hello. That's when he's in a good mood. If he just goes, hello, or what? He's um, probably seeing clients right now. No, on Fridays he has half days. That's why I called. But like, uh, that's why it's, it, he gets off around now. Like, it could be a little before, but sometimes it might be after. So, uh, and he's working from home on Fridays. So, that's why I thought, okay, there's a chance. Um, but uh, hold on for a second. There's another person we can try. Is it Boo Hacker? No, 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 no. I could okay, I could No, no, no. I couldn't do Boo Hacker right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, w- I, would, I, w- I would start squirting. Who is it? You're going to find out if he answers. Even Anna though Burns? yesterday, this per yeah. Yesterday, I made a joke about Mark when we were talking, yeah. and he goes, oh. Hello? Hey, quick question. You're on the air, by the way. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, I'm telling you, you're on the air, unlike some people yesterday who didn't tell me I was on speakerphone. Anyway, um... Well, you weren't on the air. Yeah, but you should tell someone that they're on speakerphone. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, um... Here's my question. Did Princess Hana ever have her own podcast? What was it? What was it called? Uh, oh God! Um, Sit on this crucifix. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, without smearing my. Oh, that's eyeliner. right. Without smearing my lipstick. Oh no, eyeliner. You're right. Eyeliner. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, that's all. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Um. That yeah, she. I knew she had a podcast. Yeah. So she she has a she's a podcaster. She knows things go out in perpetuity. When you say something in like that, that uh, that it's out there forever. And I'm a librarian, by the way. The story she tells is not. It's a story about like a sexual encounter she had. It's not. <laughs> what happened? I was gonna say it's not that personal, <laughs> but I mean like it's not like about her mental health. Oh yeah, it's not about her mental about health something at all. like that. It's no. really just a story she kind of tells about her life. Um, and by the way, and then yeah, you just see the cracks in her kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, and I don't want to tip my hand here, but uh, I happen to know for a fact, okay, that uh, there's another story out there in the Pride Forty Eight universe floating around. It's a personal story. People, podcasters, tell among each other about how. Uh, she made a situation very awkward at dinner one time at a dinner. I've heard this one. Yeah, yeah where she and she, it had to do with her pussy squirting too, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she just blurted it out at dinner. So she likes talking about her pussy squirt. <laughs> pussy squirt. Yeah. Let's people, do that. Okay. People, people were horrified. Um, 
So Most rep- there's a lot of inside baseball. I don't know why anybody would still be listening. Look, okay, look, I know. Do you think people are more interested in Vanderpump Rules, uh, sourdough <laughs> starters, or uh, <laughs> like Princess Hana and whether or not she You're tells right. people this whole episode is awful. <laughs> I actually, you know what's so funny, but this is my, and it's it, it's 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 how I start episode zero of the show, actually. I like these kind of very conversational podcasts. I just like them. It feels like I'm, in fact, that's when I think shows like Pod is my co-pilot or anything like that are at their best, is when you feel like you're the fourth silent person in a conversation. Sure. So I don't know how everybody else feels, but that's how I feel. All right. Let's well, Mike Lawson, let's call it a day there and uh, and then we'll go do our thing. Okay, nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week. <laughs>